podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast. With me, Russell Guyver, and him, Peter Marsh. Hello, Peter. Hey, Russ. In person? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> We're back with our trusty pints of Hepcat in our trusty pub, the Gladstone. And it's been a while. Be it has been a while. Last time we were here with the Champions League final, they've been filming a film in here since we were last here, um, to come out next year. Sadly, so, we went off the roll. Yeah, I know, exactly. I thought, I was just, just beaten to it by, uh, <laughs> by Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, you know, it's just so close. <laughs> I know, it's shocking, shocking disgrace. And we are here to discuss two, two things, actually. We're doing two podcasts. The first one is a review of Fulham, which started with some audio from last night, which we'll be hearing in a moment, followed by our follow-up thoughts and comments on the game a day later as we sit here drinking pints. It's a bit of a tough world, isn't it? I don't know how I'm going to cope. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've suffered through so much and I don't know where to go from here. Uh, we'll be doing, in another podcast recording tonight, we'll be doing our transfer summary, albeit that we are recording this on Wednesday the 31st and we have one more day to go. Hopefully a busy day for Albion. Yeah, hopefully a busy day. We so, might... we might May well sign three players and loan them out. Exactly. Might have to append some information tomorrow. Unfortunately, we couldn't meet tomorrow. That would have been the ideal thing. But you know how these things are. So anyway, part one then is uh, the audio from yesterday where I was at the game. Uh, Peter, you watched on TV, didn't you? Yeah. But I was at Craven Cottage to see our first defeat of the season. And it was our first game in the new away kit, which I do like, but I might like it a little bit less since we didn't win in it. Hopefully we'll turn that around next time. Anyway, here's the audio to start with from last night. Well, Russell, what I just said to you was, if we were to lose, I'm still happy with the start, so I don't feel very much pressure tonight. Yeah, hardly any changes. Apparently, apparently, we have a one change, don't we, Chiefs? Uh, is... Mwepu in for Welbeck, yeah. So I think yeah. Trossard will sit up there. Um, I don't think we want to overdo Welbeck's body, even though he's hench now and he's been... He's overdone his body, isn't he? I think he's, um, <laughs> we're, we're just still hearing on the side of caution. He's on the bench, so he's fit. But I think it's fair enough. Let's not, um, you know, out, uh, overdo him too early. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I think Veltman's fit, so um, that's, that's good as well. And, yeah. uh, yeah, see how we go. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Shibo, Shibo, my West stand up a buddy, who's here for the Fulham away game, where we are full of beans, full of beer as well actually, funnily enough, ciders and God knows what else. Uh, I went for 2-2 two, two pre-match, I've had a few beers, we're probably talking 3-1 win now, uh, by the time we get to the ground it'll probably be a 5-0 win. I'm going I'm to go 0-0. 0-0? I'm going to go 0-0, yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go a bit, yeah, a bit, bit random, I'm going to go 0-0. Well, joking aside, joking aside, I'm going to stick my 2-2. However, we've had a great day, we've been in the craft beer company in Hammersmith, walking up to the ground now, good company. And you got a discount on the takeaway, so just giving them a free pub, that's what's there. Yeah, we got, we got walking to the ground beers, walking to the ground beers. In the meantime... There was a bit of a connection between us, wasn't there? You asked me where, where I was going, I told you. You said your mate Luke, who you know from school, yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah. Was meeting a Seagulls Down Under guy who's over in the UK. I thought it might be my mate George, who's been on the podcast a few times. It is him. <laughs> it's a small world, but when I saw Hammersmith... Uh, Craft Ale pub, I thought that that'll be a mate of Russell's, and sure enough, it took me 30 seconds to find out it was the same guy. <laughs> We're so predictable, aren't we? We're nothing if not predictable. Yeah. So we go, we go into this game with more or less an unchanged team. We're just gonna gotta play the way we normally do, haven't we? I think so. I think um, Fulham have looked good. Credit to them. Yeah. We've just got to keep um, keep doing what we do, really. I mean, I think it'll be tougher. Today, in terms of West Ham, Old Trafford, you've got a bit of a... Fans aren't so on top of you. Perhaps yeah. a slightly bigger pitch, I don't know. I just, I just always feel like games like um, Scumhurst and Fulham. Scumhurst. The, 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 the crowd are a bit more on top of you in the pitch this morning. It makes it a bit harder for us to play our game, um, which is why I'm perhaps not as confident tonight. But um, as I say, even if we lose, yep. we start to bring ten, ten points, and um, we're a quarter of the way there to the first target, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. And the news today, we were talking with Emilio, our Fulham fan, on the last podcast, which we recorded last night, and we put out last night, that is Monday. Um, 
he was not a fan of Scott Parker, their former manager. And today, and since the last podcast went out, we've discovered Scott Parker's been sacked after no less than, or no more four, than, four, four games. Four. Three four, of which yeah. were Arsenal, Man yeah. City and Liverpool. Yeah. And they won the other one against yes, Villa. Correct. Was that the most ridiculously early, harsh and knee-jerk sacky of all time? Absolutely. I think we could, we could all... All right, 9-0 was a bit bit much, wasn't it? But we could all go to Liverpool and get beat 4-5. Um, any, any team can, really, to be yeah. honest with you, in Man City. And um, I think there's more to it than that. I think if you if you read the statement... Yeah. Behind the, uh, the Bournemouth owners say something about respect in the, you know, both ways and stuff like that. I think um, Parker just upset the... Uh, the ego of the chairman by the sounds of it um, I know there's joint owners there but uh, well, he's, yeah, he's an oligarch isn't he let's sorry. not forget that the guy putting the money behind the scenes of an oligarch he's going to have his his ego checked by that comment and maybe doesn't like it however it looks ridiculous doesn't it, it yeah looks- I feel sorry for it I and mean, the two fetches Scotty Parker he's always come across you know, England international always come across as a really nice guy never come across as a you know, egotistical as some of these um, managers do and, and full of himself. Never heard of him in the news um, doing anything bellendry. Uh, yeah. He comes across as a good guy, a nice bloke, well mannered. Yeah, I can, understand why, I can understand why Fulham fans wouldn't like it, but at the same time, yeah. um, you know, there was Norwich fans didn't like Chris Hutton, who's like yeah. probably the nicest guy in football uh, alongside Grant yeah, Potter. Yeah, yeah, it's on, um, it's on a par, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's one of them. But, one of them that's, thing is, I can't believe he was. Why? Why did he have white lines on his jacket? I can only assume he fell asleep, got drunk, and fell asleep when the guy was relining the pitch because he's got white lines on his coat. It was a bold move for us. I have to give him that. Um, (laughs) I mean, the the biggest travesty, of course, about Scott Parker losing his job is that nobody could do any more Scott Parker dry your eyes by the street smash ups uh, (laughs) on YouTube, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, And. um, that's, why, yeah. that's why I'm most annoyed about it because I used to love Scott's, uh, Scott's verses in the place of Mike Skinner and, and a little chorus coming. But um, now let's hope Scott gets another job and we can uh, we can mash up some streets and Parker stuff. Uh, <laughs> also, friend of Joe Allen said, uh, the one upside for Scott Parker is when he signs for a new club, whoever it may be, he can say that uh, the headline might be. Parker pens a new deal. Ah, oh. and, and Scott, that'll be right at the forefront of Scotty's mind tonight. Or <laughs> oh, Scotty will be thinking there, there's a, there's a chance there for the, for the Parker, Parker pen. Yeah, the Parker pen jibe. The Parker pen line is close, <laughs> and that that is what Scott will be holding on to tonight after he's lost his job. The only other thing I'm thinking is Harry Harry Randall going Scotty Parker, Scotty Parker. Yeah, very oh, Scotty yeah, Parker. He's a very very very. Uh, it's, it's easier <laughs> pronounced in like a London accent. It's Scotty Parker. But, um, but, but yeah, um, you know he will be missed by the Premier League because he's seen a decent enough bloke, and he uh, yeah, yeah gave a bit of style to the to the touchline. Uh, whether you like it or not, he's uh, he wasn't afraid to do it, was he? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do the same. Add a bit of style. Uh, <coughs> uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> right, onwards and upwards. We're getting on with this uh, this journey. I'm landing in my drink, so I'm going to have a bit more. Sheeps, talk to you later. Peace out. looking good isn't it so far lively the orange kit looks lovely well I <laughs> orange fluorescent neon something first time isn't it in, nice. the, in the new kit ain't going missing in that kit well my my Fulham mate thought they might win today what's your view they might win <laughs> I don't think they will but they might we also we also have I think the wags right next to us. There's loads of disproportionately pretty Brighton away fans, if that's what they are. Feel very out of place. <laughs> well, I've, I'm at home with it, to be honest. Uh. 
you smooth talker. Pulled a goal back, Charlie, from the penalty spot with our friend from the end of the rows, boyfriend, <laughs> Alexis McAllister, uh, in the away end, yeah, his other half's in here with us. Uh, very near, isn't he? <laughs> Great penalty. Load of substitutions. Yeah, the latest start. of which you can probably hear is Lamptey. Yeah. And here he is. Are we going to score? Are we going to equalise? We're 2-1 down. There is definitely another goal in this game. All in the second half. The game's still in play. Wide on the left side. Mitoma. All the action's been second half, isn't it? Yes. Makes up for the drab first half. Bit of a crazy first 20 minutes Let's do it. So we're two one down. We've got uh, well a quarter of the game to go. Actually, more than that. Yeah. We've got about uh, twenty five minutes. Are we going to get either a draw or even a win in this game? What do you think? Uh, fancy us to get a draw. I went for two two pretty much. That's a good call right now. support has been phenomenal today. Very it? good. So Des loud. Deserves so loud. an equaliser at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. And oh, Fulham on the attack now as well. Number seven. Wide out on the left. He's cutting inside. Oh. Nine was good. Just too high. Ambitious. Right. Okay, we've got 25 to go. Technically, it's in their hands, isn't it? Yes. At the moment. Yeah. But up and down, up and down. If we get the next try, slide. Lanty's looked better this season, I think. What do you think? Yeah. Today's been the best so far in five minutes already. Yeah. Sharp. Yeah. He's got a bit more about him. He looks like he can create more. Yes. Cause more problems. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, I can feel an Albion equaliser coming on. So can I. Mitsumar again, Mitsumar again. Mitsumar, Mitsumar. Oh, lovely, nice. lovely. Nice, Rose wins it. Beautiful. Nice, Chossard, Chossard. Oh, save. Beautiful. Mitsumar, who was that, Chossard? Mitsumar, Grace and Chossard. Yeah, Good play. Beautiful, amazing. Yeah. I love him, I love him. George Quitman from you coming towards what are we now in the last 20 minutes or so are we in reality um, we're going gun ho at it right now but at 
it's good to see, but I'd rather we calm it down so that we don't concede a third here because we're just leaving the door open every time on the play. Yeah. Completely open, isn't it? A bit more composure and score the goal properly rather than just leaving ourselves so exposed if we do lose it. Completely open. But here we go. Lamptey down the wing. Here we go. About half a yard in front of Welbeck there. Quick, quickly take a throw in. Two, three, four players have had it already. All inside the Fulham half. We're coming every, on the attack. Every player bar Sanchez camped in the Fulham half there. Silva desperately trying to get his Fulham it's players to get out of there. Flapping of hands, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. A lot of get forward motioning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting game now. There's 20 minutes to go, probably, about 73rd minute. So about 20 minutes. It's going to be the um, old cliche, very end-to-end -end now, as we leave yeah. gaps open, looking for the equaliser. And this is a game I think we're likely to lose now, aren't we? Yeah. yeah I like this now, because every, every player is now in our half, and Fulham aren't just sitting deep on this, and that's probably what we want. If we can just hold on and not concede again, cure a crossover, at least, they're, at least they're coming out of their half and showing a bit of ambition. Yeah. With the pace we've got, that gives us chances to get in behind. As Mitterer wins the ball here, and that spreads it out wide to the right-hand side. It's just, uh, this yeah. is based on the fact that they're winning 2-1 already. Yes. They're still coming at us. They are still coming out, and they want that space, really, to exploit. It yeah. might benefit us. Exactly, yeah. Very, very end-to-end -end here. And we've won a throw. Uh, Two-thirds of the way inside the Fulham half. I see Welbeck scoring in a second. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Out to the right wing, to the right wing. Come on, Lampers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely Great skinned him. Play. Skinned him. Oh, Mitch just bullied Mitzemar off the ball there. Yeah. But we won it back. They tried to have a breakaway. But we're on the we're on the ball again. Here we go, just inside the Fulham half. Elvin! Elvin! Lovely touch from Mitterman. I love him. I love him. He's a great player. He's going to be so good for us. Down the right wing, Lamptey. Oh. Oh. Tried to play in for Gross. Yeah. Run out of play for a goal kick. Undav, when he came on there, gave McAllister a little note, which he's been looking at for about oh, the past 10 seconds. This is going to be one of those uh, at players. Two could yeah. do bad moments. Yeah. <laughs> McAllister's still looking at his note. Casillas has walked past the away end on the way back over to the dugout. Coming out by the nearest means under the new rules. That was great because it afforded the luxury of reception. <laughs> milking, milking, yeah. milk, oh, milk the applause. That's great play. Here's Lamptey. He's been oh, one. Okay. He nearly beat two. He nearly beat two. Great play, but was stuck on his own and couldn't really yeah. do it. We won the next ball. We're on the attack. Here we go down the left side now. Switch the play back to Lamptey. Amazing long ball. Brilliant control from Lamptey. Beautiful. Inside the box. Out for a throw in. Beautiful bit of play there. Trossard to score, that's what I think here. 
Everyone's going, oh. <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> That's what you say on the halfway line, isn't it? Yeah, sure. That's what I understand. Yeah. Callister's playing so deep and Duncan Webster playing so wide. Yeah. He's almost like a third centre-back, McAllister. Right, deep-line playmaker, right in the middle. Right between Webster and Dunk. Yeah. Controlling the play. It's a remit, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, or everything's going through him. We can ask his girlfriend about it, oh. right? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> and I feel like you will. <laughs> She's on the end of our row, in case I haven't already yes, <laughs> Anyway, we're on the attack. Here we go. And it's the man himself. Nice, nice. Mitoma, come on. Wide, wide, this side. That's it, that's it. Take him on, Terry! How's that a throw to them? It was. They took a knock as well. And for Mitrovic! And for Mitrovic as well! He stopped the play! That's a booking! It's gotta be a booking! Can you not do two at once? Is that allowed or something? They did it to Martin Elliott all at once. Yeah, exactly. He's kicked it into the cottage. Into the cottage. So we've got six and a half minutes plus stoppages. We're on the attack again, which has been the way of most of this half, I'd say. I'll say about 40%, uh, sorry, 60% at least. Yeah. We've defended pretty well though. Yeah. We've managed to get to within about five, six yards of their box pretty easily, but not yeah. really any further. Yeah. But at least McAllister's has buried his penalty. He has. Yeah. He didn't give that as offside. He was miles offside. Yeah. VAR yeah, would have given it, so I'm glad we got the. Yeah, if he scored, it would have been overruled. Yeah. We basically hit the post and the yeah. rebound was offside, wasn't it? Is that right? The original was In. offside. Original, yeah. Here we go, here we go. Ah. Oh. Oh. Crossed into the box, Webster the wide. The shot was miles offside from Undan. And the Lino didn't give it. And then Welbeck's deflected follow-up hit the post and went behind for a corner. Yeah. But if it had gone in, it would have been offside on VAR because he was so far off, Undan. And on the, on, on the other side of things, hit the post. Very close. Yeah. The ball came back in, Webster headed it wide. And we've now got a goal kick. Which they've taken a million hours over. Yeah. We're in the 89th minute. Got to be at least six, probably seven minutes. It's got to be six minutes. Yeah. Especially with another sub now. And I went for two-two pre-match. Yeah. I'm adamant. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out in a moment. We will. That or in about six or seven six minutes. Six or seven. Hopefully. Yes. Well, we, we were in the Craft Beer Company post-match in Hammersmith. We've lost 2-1 to Fulham. First defeat of the season. First defeat in London for about eight, 10 years or something like that. Um, probably should have been a draw, in my opinion. However, however, disappointing performance, wasn't it, Alistair? Yeah, it was a shame. We just, those first 60 minutes, Potter obviously tried something different. And uh, we were just, I was just chatting to some of the other guys. If... Was that because um, Welbeck was just injured or tired, so therefore he had to change it purely because of that? Or was it a response to Fulham and how Fulham set themselves up? Uh, if it's because Welbeck's tired and we don't have anyone else, then you've got to say, well, why did we let Mope go? <coughs> but, yeah, so, um, but it did look, it, it really changed around the second half of that second half. So the last quarter of the game, we looked a lot different. Admittedly, they were they were sitting back, hoping to hang on to their two-one win, uh, which they did. Yeah. And, there, and there was some appalling time wasting. 
Uh, I've never seen ball boys automatically throw on a third ball in the way that they did. <laughs> Every time that there was a throw-in, there was two or three extra balls on the pitch. They should get fined for that, shouldn't they? <laughs> well, I was thinking they should get fined for that. It was almost like, uh, you know, when they do spoofs of American soccer takeovers and they have multi-ball incidences, yeah, and like a multi-ball sort of added extra time sort of challenge. It was like that at some points. So, yeah, that was obviously just deliberate. And I think um, Wedgie was next to me. He was timing the six minutes of added on time. We think the ball was probably in play for about 80 seconds of that six minutes. Uh, so they did a very good job at locking down. And, uh, like, it's, it's sportsmanship, isn't it? You know, you're, you're two and up. You want to hang on to that lead. But, I mean, fair play to Fulham. They, you know, they, they did the job on us that they needed to. Uh, admittedly, we scored two of, the, two of the three goals tonight, which was a shame on Lewis. Yeah. Uh, it was a cracking penalty from Ali Mack and, it, and from what we heard coming in on the text it was definitely a penalty as well so um, yeah. so we got that deservedly but I think the main story is is a bit of a rubbish referee really he just he looked a bit out of his depth seemed to lose, lose control of the game uh, and um, even though it didn't really we don't think it really affected the result of the game it probably we probably would have lost anyway uh, there were times where it just felt a little bit as though uh, it was like school was out and summer was uh, like in the we air. It was his first ever game, don't we? In the Premier League. Apparently, well, I, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but someone said that. So yeah, but um, but yeah, we got to lose at some point, uh, and maybe uh, hopefully that's kick up the backside that we need. Hope, um, and we've got until Thursday maybe to sign another striker. So apparently Tony Bloom was there tonight. So yeah. uh, hopefully he was watching with both his eyes. Uh, he's an astute man. He won't be messed around. But at the same time, we do need someone. Uh, because we, we we need to be able to pull on someone. If Welbeck can't play four games in eight, is it eight or nine days? We, yeah. We've had a really busy season. Yeah. Uh, really busy. Admittedly, Forest Green Rovers was a completely different squad that we fielded, which was that was encouraging. But it's a very different calibre of team we were playing. But uh, yeah, there's there's some work to be done, and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. And I'm sure Potter would say that too. Yeah. There was uh, also in the in well, I don't know where Tony Bloom was, but. Uh, also in the crowd today was some of the wags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to protect her from you, didn't I? I, I did say, it's okay, he does have a wife, she's very nice. Um, but, but yeah, we, you, you were pitching, weren't you, to try and get her on the podcast? I, I was indeed, yes, yeah. yeah. We won't say whose who's wife this was, or yeah. girlfriend, yeah. but she seemed delighted with the penalty being converted. She did, yeah, she did, and I did encourage her and say that it was a great penalty at the end. So, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, and, and if the details that you were given, you know, if that works. So obviously, it's got to work out for them as well. Well, she, she was lovely and charming, actually, and uh, she, she was definitely the wag, and she was lovely. And yeah. I'm, She's looking I'm forward spitting. to a night off, I think. <laughs> But there seemed to be a few wags in the crowd. There was a yeah. big crowd in general. I thought the support was superb. Our, our, our vocal support was absolutely top oh, notch. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I hardly heard Fulham, even at 2-0. Um, they started getting a bit more noisy towards the end as the cane got a little bit tasty, I suppose, and that, like, there's a few things going either way. Oh, it's easy then, isn't it? Yeah. It's easy then. But we sang... Oh, yeah, well, usual Brighton fans, very loyal and... Uh, yeah, a couple of new songs as well that I haven't heard. This is my first game of the season, travelling down from Manchester to Fulham today. Having missed Man United, the home match, which oh, I, it, it was noted on the podcast that yeah. my absence was um, was registered. <laughs> Where were you anyway? I was, at, I, I, I was in the backside of Wales on I holiday. I drove four hours in each direction and I was expecting you to be there. I even parked on your bloody driveway and knocked on your door. <laughs> and you weren't bloody there. <laughs> That's absolutely right. No, we were we were in the in deepest darkest Wales, um, yeah. but but yeah, there we go. If, if I could have been at the Man United home, I would have. But well, we we were in heaven because we were at the Man U game and we got that fantastic win. We started the season as we meant to keep going. We've had our first defeat of the season, ten out of fifteen now. Uh, but we're still we're still in the top half. We're still yeah. marching on. Leicester at home on Sunday. Uh, I'll be there, um, yeah. and um, I'll we be reaction to that, don't we? Yeah, and could this be our nine nil now? You know, our stinging repost. 
Liverpool style. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, so do I, yeah, yeah. Any kind of result would do, uh, in, in, in a winning format, that is. But yeah. until next time, I will sign off there, and I will pass this over to tomorrow's podcast, where I will be in the pub, the Gladstone, in Borough, with Peter. Cheers, everyone. Saddleful. Cheers, Russ. Up the Albion. That sounded sound so unenthusiastic. Up the Albion. <laughs> so there we go then. That was the audio from yesterday. There at the game, uh, pre, during and post-match. Um, a few, few bits there really to pick up on. First of all, with the referee, I mean... Admittedly, Alistair there at the end was saying it didn't affect the outcome, but he was just a bit irritated with him. It was his debut, his first ever Premier League game. I didn't catch his name actually. We'll Bramall, I think. His oh, name Bramall, was. that was it. Yeah, like Bramall Lane, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it would um, be funny if he married someone called Lane and hyphenated uh... <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think he got some bits a little bit wrong. Maybe I thought it wasn't too bad as a debut. Really, it wasn't the main issue. Perhaps he could have addressed some of the time wasting a bit more because there was there was as Alistair said about 80 seconds of play in the last six minutes which I think was uh, but a lot of that was down to our incompetence to get out from the back as well so it was <laughs> yes indeed yeah so um, I mean we won't dwell on that really that's just to cover that point uh, first in terms of the game itself then I'm, as I said you were watching it on TV I have seen it back actually the game um, so I've seen the TV coverage as well um, yes I'm glutton for punishment um, but your, your take on it from having watched it on the box extremely disappointing I think given how well we played the first two away games hmm. it was such a big step down and I don't know obviously partly Welbeck I think also partly Lalana as well we missed his, yeah. his his quality on the ball in midfield no one really turned up that Potter got it badly wrong I think hmm. um, and we'll have a discussion around transfers in the in the in the next next pod but I yeah I mean if if anyone seriously is watching that and telling me that we don't need another striker if he doesn't trust Undav then I don't know what you've been watching it was it was so blatantly obvious the Trossard false nine thing worked really well at Liverpool as a one-off game Yeah, but I think that's really bad in a way because it's potentially possible that it's still usable and it's not it doesn't work well unless it's worked well once out of about five or six games I think any other yeah. game it's worked mm-hmm. and he it's just not it doesn't suit him as a role and it it just yeah we, we just did, looked a bit lost I thought a lot of the time should have changed at half time by the time he did change it we were already behind and then yeah. already pretty much straight away straight we should behind. mention I don't think I mentioned on the, uh, on the, on the match day bit um, that um, it was pretty much an unchanged team we'd already got Estupinan yeah. was in for uh, Lalana obviously from the previous game he, he retained his space Welbeck sat out as we understand it as a rest option so that he would but I read somewhere that he wasn't fully recovered I think was the, the way you put it so oh, okay. suggesting that so he needs a bit more time to recover fitness wise right, kind okay. of yeah. So, so I mean, he was out, and, and Wapu came in. So that was the that, that was the only other change um, from the starting lineup. But yeah, we effectively started false nine. There's not an out now yeah. striker, which tells you one of two things: either he had a particular thinking for this game, some sort of strategy, which I couldn't really work out what that might be, which he thought might eke an advantage through unexpected selection and tactics or something. I don't know. Or the more likely thing is that he just simply didn't trust enough. Uh, the other striker Undav. options that we have yeah. more pace gone so we're talking Undav and we're talking Ferguson well I think Ferguson there's no way he's going to start him but yeah. 17 but or 18 mm-hmm. where he is now but yeah I think it, it suggests that he doesn't trust Undav yeah. or that he isn't, isn't suited to the role that Welbeck plays it may be okay as a supporting striker but not necessarily yeah. and that is worrying as we stand a day before transfer window deadline hmm. where the point where we don't have another alternative up there and we know Welbeck's you know what happens if we don't sign a striker tomorrow and then Welbeck goes, gets injured for two months against Leicester it happened last year he got injured at Palace and we didn't win again for ten games after that it, it, you know it's yeah. I know yeah and people are, yeah, there are people around who are uh, you know ticking their head in the sand and saying trust the club and that sort of thing but it just doesn't really uh I do trust the club but I think if they chose not to sign a striker tomorrow by Mm. tomorrow then they're wrong and Mm. It's, it's down to who's available who we can get yeah. over the line we don't know what's going on behind yeah. the scenes well, we've had all summer for that though we must have known Mope wasn't yeah. happy and that yeah and I mean it might be a sensible move as we said on the last pod to um, to let him go because if he's not going to be happy yeah. and if he was to be disruptive which may or may not be the case 
that's going to be um, that's going to be uh, a problem for us. Yeah. And however, we do need to get a replacement. We, we missed him last night. He would have been a better option mm, than what we did. Yeah. I think. I think the only well, there's a cu- there are a couple of bright sides from last night. One is that McAllister does seem to have sorted our penalty problem out. We seem we seem yeah. to have touched wood, sorted that out. The other thing is, despite all, all of the comments about the compliments about Fulham, they only really beat us with two very lucky goals. I mean, the first one, the guy clearly shot, and then yeah. it went across goal and went straight to, to Mitrovic. Yeah. And then the second one was partly of our doing because the Stupion gave it away, yeah. and partly then you know really, Dunk was really unlucky with that. Hmm. So I mean, in a way, we beat ourselves rather than you know, or we were uh, and being undone by luck rather than Fulham really out. You yeah. know, for all they they played well, they didn't really create that much. Mm. Uh, generally, they they didn't. Sanchez didn't really make a, a big save. Mm. The only two, the two goals were, as after the penalty, you could argue nil nil would have been a fair result last night, despite the fact that Fulham got a lot more compliments than we did overall. Mm. I think a nil nil would have been fair enough. No penalty, no own goal, no, yeah. and the guy had shot and gone wide like he should, like he should have done. And I want to hit the post and have. Um, well, he's lost. Well, sorry, yeah, it was two, no way. two to three. The best thing off. he could have done was put yeah. in the corner there because somehow the linesman missed it. I mean, and that must be one of the worst decisions yeah. I've ever seen. And. Of course, this is the anomaly with it. Uh, because it wasn't identified at the time, if it had been a goal, it would have been disallowed through far. But because it wasn't a goal, they can't yeah. change the decision. It's not a crucial uh, match changer. Yet it could have been in its own yeah. way. Because if we'd scored from the corner, and I was well, we, a well, fan, we, I would have been feeling We had discussed like, corners and the idea that, yeah, that you... Mm. But I mean, that wasn't yeah. the same. That wasn't in the VAR thing, to be fair. That, the the linesman got it wrong anyway. Yeah. He either got it wrong without oh, VAR as well. How the hell did he get it wrong? I don't know. It, it was wasn't so one obvious. of those time things where it looks like he's no. uh, he's run to start a little bit earlier. He, just stood or well. he, was in, he was already standing off something. Yeah, quite what he was doing there, I don't know. Right, I mean, what was the point of him being there? I don't yeah. understand. It's it's not that difficult to see that. No. And, seemed that and also, it wasn't like a really, really quick break. He should have been in line with. Yeah. Even if he wasn't quite in line, he should have seen that was yeah. outside. I mean, I've, I've run the line just to temporarily in Sunday football, and those those scenarios are easy to see. They aren't they aren't as difficult. Yeah, as long as you're in the position, and he was. There's, there's nothing yeah. more to say on that, really. But anyway, it, if I would have been really pissed off about a Fulham fan yeah. as well. Yeah. Right, in the end, Webster headed wide, didn't he? So yeah, that's that's right. the commentator said um, to, to probably the best interest that didn't go in, as it would have saved from World War Three happening. Well, I don't think so at Fulham, <laughs> frankly. I mean, they're, <laughs> probably not. they're rather, rather sedate for that. Aren't they? Yeah. If it had been Ellen Road or something like that, then. Uh, Mm. Might have been more interesting. True. Millwall. We, we sounded amazingly loud. I, I mentioned it out of the, the ground on the day, but having listened back, it sounded really loud. Because well, didn't really make any noise, did they? I mean, they. No, not really. They sat on their hands and kind of are very quiet. I mean, people suggest the amateur is quiet, but Fulham has always been. Yeah. What about the quietest ground around? Yeah. Only Watford, I think, are also very quiet normally. Oh, I don't know. I think Watford's not too bad. Anyway. anyway. What for weather that you should have stayed in the library was that, was, was point, <laughs> I think. There's a reason be. for that. It might be. Well, and the Emirates, obviously. It's a gadget about saying, and we've got, of course, going back there quite soon. Um, yeah, so anyway, further, further thoughts from the, the game. I mean, um, we, I think the first half, we, it was quite passive, wasn't it, really? I don't think we were awful in comparison with Fulham. I think they, it was pretty even. I we couldn't say. string passes together, I thought, first half. We, yeah. we struggled to really kind of, and they did as well, they gave it away. Yeah. Especially once we, we, we matched them in formation yeah. and we needed a team really. Because they looked quite adventurous early on, but didn't really yeah. create anything and, too. And then we changed formation and they mm. we kind of like stifled each other really, didn't we? We didn't really. Yeah, yeah. There's one attack where the Stupinian got a slight touch on it before Dunk cleared it. Yeah. I didn't notice he got that touch, yeah. which actually may help contribute to clearing that. That was one what threat averted. What worried me slightly was that without, without Welbeck, we reverted back to tight and we went mm. back to what we've been a lot of the time, which is mm. playing in front of teams and not really having a plan B or C. Yeah. This year it's been one of the things I've really been impressed with. And I, you know, I kind of, anyone listening to the pod, I've been quite open about the fact that I've never been a fully on board with Potter yeah. because I don't think he's had a plan B and but without the worry is without Welbeck as the option mm. we don't have the, the plan B or C the last night that we really have had all season we've had the, the quick breaks and we've had the quick ball up to Welbeck well, last night we didn't really offer that we just played it back and forth along the back line again well, I do think he adapts tactics a lot I think he does within games as well and he did go to a back four you could see that in sort of yeah. doing the thing the gesture but I think what you're talking about is in terms of the attack right? yeah in yeah. a way in yeah. a way the, yeah it doesn't matter what formation you play yeah. if you if you break away and then stop and go backwards and go backwards again and so other other yeah. ways to break but without teams. without Welbeck we had yeah. we were very one dimensional by the time Welbeck came on they were sitting so deep yeah. and that's the thing the subs were quite late as well for they should have come on at half time at least one or two of them I yeah. think 
we should have gone for Welbeck at half time. If, I mean, surely if he can do it in a half hour, he can do 45 minutes. Yeah. By the time he and especially the pace of Mitoma and Zampti was completely nullified by their sitting basically the edge of their, edge of their penalty area, weren't they? Bought for them, for them by then, weren't they? Yeah. They exactly. barely left. So, I mean, the, their pace was pretty much. Although I thought actually both of them showed, especially Mitoma showed some good touches and looked quite lively. Yeah, agrees. And um, I, I agree with you. I think. I, we're, would it not have been maybe better for Welbeck to have started? I know we, we're talking about him having not not got recovered properly, but then he did play anyway. So what's the difference? An hour earlier, starting the game, yeah. or an hour and a quarter earlier, whatever it is. Um, yeah, so I, I, I would have rather we'd have done that. Um, and then maybe we can make the difference. Get ahead, and if we get ahead, yeah. we do all right. Because looking at stats, um, I've got this caption I got from. It was actually uh, before the Man United game. Been, I think it was some um, 13 games where we'd scored first last season. Um, we had won 10 and we had drew only three. Mm. We lost none. So if we get ahead, we tend to be all right to Which stay Which is the ahead. exact opposite of the stat it was the year before, wasn't it? But the season before, we, we were the team that gave up the most points having taken the lead. But we took the lead a lot more. Yeah. We scored first, I think, a lot of our, a lot of our games, yeah. but then gave up the lead a lot of those. Yeah. Whereas last season, we took the lead a lot fewer times. Mm. But we do then, struggle. This is where the problem is, and it's all about the plan B yeah. for attack. When we do go behind, we don't tend to come back into yeah. it, other than getting equalisers. We very and rarely. Even then, that was when we more pace with us. Burnley away last year is about the only one I can think of, and an obvious yeah. one where we. Oh, West Ham home, of course, but then they yeah. felt a bit knackered. I think they were a bit. Yeah, yeah true. But there is there, the point is there isn't many, yeah. and that's where we have issues. Because when teams sit further back, we don't. We do back, struggle yeah. to break so, them down. So a low a low block or low press, um, particularly anyone yeah. at home outside of the big sides or, or yeah. someone like Leeds that just go for it before, most of the home before anyone starts accusing me of like kind of, and before say I'm not suggesting we find Mitrovic because obviously he's going to be well out of our price range especially in the moment but someone like him will make such a difference to this yeah. team yeah Mitrovic in our team yeah. last night we would have had that out yeah. but a similar option of someone yeah. who can bully defenders someone who mm. can you know it's the one time really I've seen in the Premier League mm. Dunk look really uncomfortable against yeah. He does seem to struggle a little bit more with them, doesn't he? I, I don't know. I don't know why. What, what's, the, what's the details? But he, um, yeah, he does. He, he does somehow. He's a thug, Mitrovic, but he's an effective thug, and, mm. and that's one that seems to be one. I think one of the reasons we were talking on the, the last pod about yeah. Fulham and with with um, <laughs> thug, <yeah>. bit harsh. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, he, he, he is a pretty much a thug. He kind of died. Yeah, he's he's a thug, but also goes down easily as well. He's, he's, very physical, wasn't he? Yeah, he was very. But it also goes down, and like yesterday, we we're trying to get the referee to book half our team every time we, we got fouled and stuff. Yeah. But he he was effective, and he and the difference between the team that Scott Parker had last time and the different yeah. team to yesterday was that, that yeah he seems to be able to get the best out of um, Marco Silva seems to be able to get the best out of, yeah. of, of Mitrovic and so far anyway. Yeah, Amino said to me on the last podcast, our Fulham, Fulham fan um, was saying, um, you know, that he wasn't utilised properly by Scott yeah. Parker and although the squad probably is better this time than last time, last time squad he could have survived with different tactics yeah. and not using Mitrovic for his best. At one point they were level with us pretty much at one point, weren't they? With like 10, yeah. 10 15 games to go and in the end yeah. we finished about 10 points clear of them. It seemed crazy to me that they weren't playing him. I assume yeah. then he must have an injury niggle or something like that. But obviously not. It was just a tactical thing and it uh, didn't work out well for them. But, one thing I was really impressed with with him as well, apart from his effectiveness in attack, how much hard work he was doing yeah. in the last half an hour defensively. The amount of times he was chasing people yeah. down, especially on our attacking left, their defensive right side, I thought phenomenal. His work rate was great. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, and he seemed to have really kind of harnessed him. And he's, I mean, he obviously is a better player than two years ago when he came up because he scored 40 goals last season, and you don't do that without being a a very very good player as compared to before I think really got 25 or something like that so he got 15 more goals as they went up so yeah. he obviously is a good player but well, I, I was impressed by their solidity as well because Marco Silva in his previous role hadn't necessarily been a very de- good at defence but yeah yesterday they looked yeah. I mean I, I wasn't that impressed with them generally they, were, yeah. they weren't they were amazing I thought they were carried away organised hard yeah. working and they got Mitrovic and, and yeah. Pereira who looked useful as well who yeah. kind of looked good which is exactly what Emilio was saying you know yeah. those are the key players and Probably, if anyone deserved to win, despite the fact XG said that we deserve to win, I think probably they were a better team yeah. just about. But a, and a draw probably would have, wouldn't they couldn't neither team could have complained about a draw. But we made mistakes. But in, yeah. you know, a stupid one should not have given the ball away at that point. No, that was foolish, wasn't it? And unfortunately, that is a thing he's got to iron out of his game. Yeah. He's just settling in. But you know, we'll, we'll, 
give him some um, grace on that one. Oh yeah, completely. But, yeah, you know, he, yeah, it's one of them. He's, you get, he will get more time on that sort of thing in, in the league, right? whereas now he's got to accept that in the Premier League there are a lot of teams with quite hard press that will be on him yeah. straight away, and you know you've got to be a bit more you know react a bit quicker. Yeah. Similar thing happened, you know, when he walked away with it on Saturday, he was quite lucky to get away with the one where where, where um, Sinistiero was it was whatever yeah. his name is missed on the far post, and he had to rush back and poke it across goal. So. Oh. He, he, was, no, like, he, he beat his really man and was like just admiring the fact he beat yeah. his man and then the guy came up and nicked it yeah. from behind on him and these are result changing mistakes because yeah. um, well that, that would have been, that been the last yeah. night was uh, so, assuming everything else pa- played out the same way that it did yeah yeah. so there, there plenty of issues there but you know when we set up badly it's not often Graham Potter gets it completely wrong with the no. setup, but I think he did last night and I'm, yeah. the, the worry is though if, and I, I, I get him worked in well there the worry is that he doesn't trust Undav mm. yeah. and feels he has yeah. got no choice. Rest well, when you want, but that's what we should do. That's yeah. what the squad's for. But as you said, if that squad doesn't have that depth... They that, need to get that, that in the next day and a bit. Yeah. Whatever anyone else wants. Yeah, exactly. And, and Ben Brereton Diaz, is he a name that comes back into the equation here? Well, they seem to be linked with a Bologna player today. I don't know if yeah. um, Barrow... Anyway, we can yeah. talk about... Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But he might be good running the lines. He could go wider... He could be, he could be a centerpiece player as well. But you need a bit of, a bit. Is, is Brenton Dias that tall? I don't know. It's like um, not you especially, need, but yeah. do you, does he need to be tall? Well, sure. Welbeck's at least six foot. He's not. Yeah, yeah I think I think Brenton Dias is probably about. I would guess he's about five eleven, something like that. Looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at him now. Not at him, literally standing <laughs> here. Next to him. Yeah, he's over here. It's like kind of <laughs> come inside for us. <laughs> he's literally here. Oh, and Paul Barber's just popped in as well. <laughs> It's an exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so yeah, there's definitely work to be done in the transfer window, and we'll talk about that later on. But a couple of other notable points from yesterday. First of all, actually, we talked about the nine-game unbeaten run, which is our longest, which we managed to achieve by getting that win against Leeds. Um, Is a record, but it is now over. There is also now 132 days unbeaten, which they kept quoting on BT Sport, uh, has come to an end because, of course, we had a good end to last season, a good start yeah. to this season, and a summertime in between. Um, so that's a bit of a disappointment. And also, of course, it's our first defeat in London since the beginning of last... Well, since uh, the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, it's literally last, it was yeah. Arsenal away, wasn't it? Yeah. That last game was the yeah, yeah. defeat. So a hell of a run there. Pretty good. Still a, still a good record, regardless of what happened last night. But um, a bit of a disappointment to, to lose that record there, I think. Um, they did make a big thing on BT Sport about never beating Fulham in the top flight, but I think we had, did only play them twice before yeah. in the top flight in the recent era. I don't know if we played them in 79 no. to 83, but it's not exactly like a big thing. No. It's not like the West Ham Brighton thing, for example. Yeah. And, we only, and we'd only lost once before last night. Yeah, mm, true. But I always enjoyed going there. Nice ground. Um, it's yeah, it's sad to miss it, but it's yeah. Good atmosphere. Uh, great, great pub as well that we went to. Um, went to a pub? Yeah, I know. It seems shocking, doesn't it? I, I enjoyed uh, a, a few bottles of beer at home, and including an Albion ale, which was like, nice. which they sent, I was sent for a wedding present from work. Uh, oh, from right. Harvey's which yeah. I added to one tap and also uh, I finished off the night with a uh, Boris Johnson IPA from uh, Brewdog <laughs> which is their new beer That's brilliant. which got delivered yesterday IPA, I love it it's superb <laughs> uh, so you say you finished the night off it sounds like you had a few beers there Peter. a couple of beers two or three yeah. oh dearie me never mind <laughs> so I had to like drown my sorrows a little bit um, I think I think I think it's, I went, no one's overreacting from last night if we'd lost anyway I don't know if she, my worry, the worry is that without Welbeck we look so back to our old ways sort of thing and you know kind of yeah, I, if it had been a genuine off night and the Welbeck had been up there I think I'd probably been less worried but it's because we we look so one dimensional again without Welbeck mm. that his fitness I, I know there's a general view is that his fitness has been sorted and he's but you're, if you're relying so much on one player, even if, they, if it doesn't come back as a recurrence of what they've had before, it could easily just be the kind of like, you know, you know, someone could fly in on him and break his leg tomorrow, you know. Yeah, yeah. On we still on Sunday. we still have to yeah. account for that. It's, you can't have if we're relying on that yeah. that player yeah. so much. And if Potter doesn't trust Undad, then the club really need to get someone in yeah. by by the end of, by, yeah. by tomorrow evening. And yeah. if they don't, then we're relying we're, we're hanging on us by a thread. You know, I'm not saying we're going to go down because mm. you know we're already close. To, we've got to have half the points that we need by January already. You know, to technically to stay up, probably more than half. So I don't think we necessarily will go down, but it will just mean a real missed opportunity to. 
the match the other season again where we we're mid-table and stuff and, and we've got you just thought that there must be and I know that the long the Holy Bloom is owed a lot of money but we've made 70 million this summer mm. yeah we should be putting some into that more on that later of course two more questions for you from me regarding last night um, man of the match I kind of I want balance of it I'll probably you probably look at the thing well probably McAllister was still yeah out I think McAllister I'm tempted to say Mitoma he was Mitoma sorry he was on for 30 minutes or 35 minutes I think in the end I thought he was outstanding yeah. he was really good everything he did every touch every movement jinking past knocking the ball past players he was making space he was getting he was making room yeah. for himself and others everything it, it, stuff was happening as soon as he was on which begs the question should we have started him did he do did he do enough can anyone ever do enough in you know without scoring goals that is in the 30, 35 minute period to justify being man of the match or do we go with McAllister? No, I think McAllister probably gets it. Yeah. Damn, yeah. I could have told, could have told um, it's necessary. <laughs> what I, I, what I, I, can, I agree with you. I think if we're going to play that system where mm. I don't think we should but if we are going to play a false nine I think we should have our pacey players on mm. and Matoma's one of our quicker players. Yeah. So it relies on getting around the back of teams and that sort of mm. thing. I would have played Trotter and Matoma from the start in hindsight. Yeah. I understand why you, people you, are saying, "Oh, we, oh he's going to need time to settle in." I, I don't think he does. Yeah. He looks fine to there me. There were some comments yeah. about his, he, was, he didn't look great at Forest Green, but then both all the subsequent I've seen of him, he's looked really lively. And exactly. Newcastle, he, he was is brilliant. Outstanding in Newcastle, yeah. he's outstanding at Craven Cottage. You know, there's only so much one person yeah. could do. Forest Green, he's playing with people he wasn't so so yeah. sure of. Well, hasn't played with so much, and I still thought he was okay. It wasn't as if he was bad. Um, so I, I would start him against Leicester because I think they've who for. Well, assuming you bring Welbeck back in, who do you bring him in? Well, yeah, well, it depends on well, yeah. Assuming Welbeck's available and fully fit, I would probably start with Welbeck. Maybe swap out Trossard to have him as an impact in this game. Maybe. Well, I think it's important. I think you swap Mushu presumably because he didn't look fully. He didn't look fully fit. I don't think necessarily. No, that's right. Yeah. Unless you, unless someone needs resting. So, thing so you bring Welbeck back in for Mwepu, I think. Yeah. And then unless you rested solely and put Trossard's an interesting one, isn't it? And that's like. Yeah. I've, hmm. Could do, you could, could do that. Um, I, I, w- I would stick with Trossard personally, but yeah. consider maybe Matoma, maybe more away. Someone like Bournemouth like that more yeah. away because I think he, his pace will come more useful when yeah. we're away from home. I do think we need to get him involved a bit more sooner. I know he is getting some time, but I, I want to see him get a start yeah. properly now. I, well, I really wonder whether Bournemouth, where they have to set yeah. a bit more further forward, yeah, yeah. then have to attack us more. They'll regard, like Fulham, what we're talking about with um, yeah. Emilio Fulham, regarded us mm. as a, a winnable one. Bournemouth yeah. will do the same as their, mm. you know, kind of their new manager, whoever he is. It shouldn't be. It <laughs> should be thinking of any of winnable, to be honest. I think they look, they look pretty poor at the moment. Although, our know, record against it's not, it's great, not that great. Yeah, thank goodness Eddie Howe's not there anymore. However, we, we did allude to it very briefly on the, on the match day special part of, the, of this podcast. Um, and I mentioned just after we recorded with Emilio that Scott Parker got sacked um, four games in he won the only game that they were favourite well not favourites but they would consider a winnable game the other three were against what Arsenal Man City, City and Liverpool and he got sacked pretty harsh going Emilio doesn't rate him maybe in the long term it might be the, the right decision the suggestion is that he pretty harsh. they didn't like what he said after Liverpool from exactly. Mike exactly so, I mean, yeah I can't believe that it'll be down to the, the results I think the three points from those three those four yeah. games was on paper probably you know average if not yeah. if not even slightly better than average beating Villa as well after the money yeah. they've spent yeah. I think probably that yeah you've got to look at you know he he basically said the squad wasn't good enough yeah. after after Liverpool and they obviously don't want to spend that much money mm. Bournemouth I think are probably largely paying for the money they spent in getting up and also then staying yeah. up in the Premier League originally yeah. they've gone to like kind of like be a bit more sensible they've, their ground is ridiculously small and yeah and just switch it back the other, the other question about Fulham switch it back talk about Emilio uh, he was um, he was saying that he was confident he could win I think he did say 2-1 didn't he if I remember rightly mm. so Impressive there, but annoyingly he got that right. <laughs> However, twenty minutes scored that penalty. <laughs> yeah, he seemed quite confident. Uh, I think that their chances of definitely being a better outfit this year. He obviously heard our team sheet. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean in general for their season. I yeah. think he, I think they'll survive. I think they'll, be, think I think they'll, they'll survive. I think they'll do enough. Do you say I think that? They yeah. look solid enough. What Fulham's major yeah. problem over the years has been their defence, yeah. and mm. they they looked a lot more solid last night. They, you know, the way they held on for half an hour effectively when we had. I think it was one stat for five minutes we had 92% possession or yeah, like that and, right, they, yeah. and we didn't really create what I would call a, given the fact that Undad would have been offside mm. we didn't yeah. really create what I would call a really good chance no, no. 
Um, no, I agree with you. I think they'll be all right. Um, I look at other teams around. I think. And that, and that was the thing from last night. As long as really, the results. only great chance we have of that penalty. Other yeah. than that, we didn't. Yeah. People were frustrated. March missing last night for the header. I don't think no, that's that was. It was one he did really want to get to, and, he, and the defender was kind of in the way of yeah. him heading the way. It he was. attacked it really aggressively, yeah. as the commentary said, and they're right. And you know, it was if he hit it towards goal and hit the defender, I think probably yeah. different thing. I'd like to know what the XG was on that. Probably not that high. Well, our XG was like one point eight, something like that. Ridiculous. Mm. Like, it yeah. was. It was like really high, but then a the penalty I suppose yeah. is quite high on its own. If they if they keep getting if they can keep playing the way they're doing, I think and Mitrovic keeps. Right. The big thing is Mitrovic, of course. If Mitrovic <laughs> yeah. an injury, you wonder where they're. You know, and they're obviously playing on adding. I want to take two or three players in the next few. Well, they missed out on Justin Clyburn through that his work permit, yeah. I think, or something mm. today. Apparently, they're getting William. William right? I mean, yeah. Not Will I am. Will I am? Yeah. <laughs> Will Willem or Will I can't remember. Anyway, more on that later. But, but they, 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 yeah, their problem would be if one or two, just one or two key players, Pereira potentially, Mitrovic, yeah. Leno, if yeah. they, if they stay fit, yeah. then. The, the good thing is, the results, uh, not there's much in it, but there's, the results went our way as far as, it, as far as it went. Teams that we needed not to win didn't I mean, win. It's so I know it's early on, but it's nice to stay in that top four, isn't it? Knowing that the games tonight, as we're recording this, are unfolding. Doesn't matter what happens, we'll still be in the top four come the weekend or beginning yeah. of the weekend anyway yeah. and just the extra footnote of course we were, we've been saying on a WhatsApp group a few times today we were equally dreadful at Palace last year and yeah. it's forgotten largely in, in the yeah. euphoria of that last minute equaliser but the one chance we had to go top last year around about the same Palace. time of year as well yeah. in London yeah exactly. we, we were and dreadful equally Potter got it completely wrong there played Grosch and Trelana in midfield together yeah it was it, yeah that was the, that was the thing wasn't it yeah. the Grosch Trelana thing was yeah, always the was, yeah, was yeah. injured and there was other stuff going on and yeah. so you played Grosch and Trelana together and, it, and he got it completely wrong mm. and all of that was forgotten in the euphoria of the and did he get it wrong because he's trying to juggle things which aren't quite as uh, as, as um, convenient in terms of squad depth options Oh, I th- yeah, I, completely, and I, I think I, I don't think he'd have done what he did last night mm. without. I wonder even if it was a little bit of a kind of like, if it was possible capable of like a little bit of a like kind of a sign to the board. If <laughs> he starts Undav to the board, think well maybe there's two. He's got yeah. two strikers enough. Mm. If, if he doesn't start Undav, it's like well I'm not happy with him. Maybe you need to get a striker yeah. in. Well, one of the I'm thing. sure he would deny it completely. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Of course, of course, but. Could he be? Could, could people do that? I think they have done in the past. Well, yeah, maybe not people like Potter. So <laughs> I think it's unlikely. But yeah, yeah. One, one final thing for me on on Undab, um, Potter may not be that confident in him. That might be the reason he didn't start him. But let's look at it. He, he, he didn't look that great in the earlier stages against Forest Green. Yeah, he banged away his chance when he got it. This game, yes, he was offside, but he had a very clever little attempted finish. Uh, to chip the goalkeeper at short notice, um, hit the post, very close to being uh, 100% record from his two chances, two proper chances he's had in those two games he's played in, if you don't count the very late substitutions in, in you know, matches like um, Man U. You know, he, he is still known where the net is. That is worth something, isn't it? Even what? if he can't do the Welbeck stuff or whatever. I think that's that's pretty the main point. It may not be it's not good enough, it's, or or maybe, but it may also be that he's just not that type of player. Yeah. He's going to run the line and test defenders. He's not that quick, but when hmm. he's the kind of second strike you put on, or you start with if you want to really push for a game and kind of like you yeah. have in the area to score, isn't going to work that hard. Isn't going to like chase after everyone and that sort of thing and harass. Yeah. But if he gets a chance in the box, it sounds like he's yeah. very good at that. Yeah. And, well, congratulations to Emilio and everyone at Fulham. They yeah. enjoyed their day. And I, I'd be very happy if Fumi does not on our expensive Fulham stayed up. Yeah. It was a really good away day, and, yeah, exactly. and I like them as a club. They're so. a club, and we can get Emilio yeah. back on as well, of course, which would be great. Um, I think they'll be all right. I mean, they've got a result against us. I think we're pretty good away from home. Yeah. That's not going to happen too often, hopefully, yeah. this season. I also think so that might be one edge they've got on yeah. the rest of their um, not many, rivals. Not many teams will go to Premier Cottage and win this season, actually, I think. Hmm. It's a tough place to go in terms yes. of like... I can add that to my list. I want to 22 now already we're really going some this but they've already anyway, gone, they've yeah. got 7 points from Liverpool Brentford yeah. and us that's so. pretty good going isn't it yeah. Brentford were coming into it in form as Emilio said yeah. Liverpool obviously is a yeah. brilliant result even though they've had other bad results since the fact of the matter is that's always a great result yeah. and, and they, they will rely on that form yeah. because I don't, I'm not convinced they'll get a lot away yeah. probably get 3 points of the MX after that but they're not convinced yeah. they'll get loads <laughs> away no. and you know, we don't tend to lose in London yeah. or away in general away I think, yeah. yeah. so that is a good result as well it's not big enough up it's just based on yeah. recent facts so and apparently yeah. celebrated like that as well didn't they from they were they were quite happy yeah mm-hmm. they were, they were pretty 
celebratory. What? Oh yeah, and actually, that, I noticed um, it might be something to do with the change of arrangements where the um, the stand is because the bottom tier of the stand, which is a much smaller bit, is occupied. The, the vastly bigger upper tier of the new stand isn't. Is it something to do with that? I don't know. But when we came out at half time to use the loo, go for drinks or whatever people were doing. We're mixing with Fulham fans. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Yeah, I'm not no sure issue, but it used to be the neutral. I'm not sure they can shut it off. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, I think it's well, from what I read somewhere it's going to be back to neutral end. I think for next year. But yeah, yeah. So I'm really annoying because the one year it wasn't by the neutral end. <laughs> I, it's the one I didn't get a ticket because I thought I was going to be away and then wasn't away. If they could have gone, could have gone in that capacity. Yeah, yeah. and but I would I would have got a ticket in neutral because it was never exactly full. Well, is that going to be an issue when they play Chelsea or someone with a reputation like Leeds? I don't know. It seemed seemed a bit mm. odd. But absolutely no problem. Maybe they'll put like a holding they'll put like a board or there's some blokes across the middle I'll just say it's not safe for them to have any Leeds fans at the game that's insensible yeah yeah. you'd say that probably judging by their their attitude at the weekend (laughs) it's probably an obvious way of doing it yes indeed Peter yes I'm sure we can look forward to their company another time soon hopefully they'll go down we We can get a live pod from Leeds and we'll interview them (laughs) Okay, well that concludes our first podcast a calling at the Gladstone Um, disappointing result obviously but we go again 10 points out of 15 yeah. still not bad and we've got less of which I know it's not it's not done until it's done but there's a golden opportunity they've had a four star so yeah yeah they've had a four star we're going to do a preview actually with uh, our Leicester Sword guy buddy um, hopefully we'll get a little a little bit of info from him as well in, in our next podcast um, but let's hope we can, we can bounce back um, we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes so Peter that rounds it off so do you want to do you want to do the honours stand or fall half the Albion Sports Social Podcast Network.